Hey, welcome into another episode of the Three Fever Point After Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Anderson, joined as always by my co-host, Nacogdoches Central Offensive Coordinator Jeff Harper. Now, Coach Harper, you had uh, visions of Red Lobster Cheddar Biscuits in your head last week, and uh, we forgot to say what our picks would be. But I did write them down. We, we did it off air, <clears throat> and it was another bad week for me. Um, I, I had one right. I had Shreve over Airline, but you had Evangel over Northwood and Oak Grove over Haynesville. So the lead grows uh, for Coach Harper. Well, I mean, those were pretty easy picks, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, I don't think it had anything to do with any uh, special inside knowledge. Uh, the Shreve game really did uh, impress me and uh, shocked me at the same time because of how well airline was playing. But uh, hats off to uh, to Captain Shreve. Now we, we get to deal with him Friday, so that'll be that'll be a fun one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll talk a little, a little more with our guest about Captain Shreve and all that stuff. But, yeah, really an incredible performance. 60 points on airline. I don't think anyone saw that type of performance coming. We knew the game, you know, it was kind of either or there. It was – didn't think airline was going to blow them away either. But – um, certainly impressive stuff. Coach, you're at a different location. We were talking off air. I did want to point out you got the Griffins game ball right there behind you. That is special right there. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was one of the highlights of uh, Eli's playing career. It meant a lot to him, and uh, it's one of the things that's in a glass case sitting there uh, on the ledge and up here in the, uh, in the man cave. So big deal for him. Well, we gave one out to your friends at Benton today. Actually, Cody Wilhite was our player of the week. Daniel went out and delivered that. So the tradition continues. Um, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. That's why I wanted to bring in a, a guest. Uh, we've had him on the show before. Or I'm sure anyone who cares about high school football in the state of Louisiana knows him. It's the owner of Go Preps. It's Hunter Bauer, uh, Haynesville uh, native here on the show with us. Hunter, uh, thanks, of course, for joining us. And uh, Things have been uh, growing for your website over the past year or so since we last talked. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I thoroughly enjoyed coming on last year and, and talking some high school football and glad you had me back. But uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, four short years. Go Preps has, has seen a lot of growth and we're very thankful. Uh, if not for the, the coaches and the student athletes and the fans, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. So uh, just very blessed to uh, to be where we are and, and, and to be able to uh, serve the student athletes and the, and the schools of this state. Yeah, I, and I know so many people around the state are, are so thankful. You know, I, I get I hear people all the time. Well, did you check Go Preps? Did you see what Go Preps did? And, um, and, and anyone that <laughs> isn't familiar, I always make sure to send them your way. You were one of the best. And uh, it, it's so special to, to have you here to, to talk about high school football this week. Uh, a lot to talk about. I, want, I did want to start with you um, about the vote we saw last week uh, down in Baton Rouge. Uh, you covered it really well. Um, I, I just really wanted to get your opinion on it. I mean, it's such a hot button issue. But, you know, it seems like every time it is put up to a vote, the vote always goes the same way. Yeah, you know, I, I guess it just depends on what side of the fence uh, you want to lean on. But uh, I look at it as a victory for the student athletes last week, uh, as far as the vote goes. Um, you know, uh, when the split occurred 10 years ago, there were just were a lot of gaps in certain things as far as, you know, what's a select school? Uh, you know, how do we how do we do a correct version of the playoffs? And I think what the LHSA has done over the last year um, has tried to correct that and I think they've done a really good job the, the playoffs and not just football the playoffs have been uh, a lot more competitive throughout uh, you know baseball basketball and whatnot 
and then uh, you know I think they've corrected the issue uh, when it comes to what a select school is. Ten years ago, you didn't have a lot of charter schools. You didn't have a lot of schools that uh, instituted magnet components. Um, and not to say that you know some schools in the state were taking advantage of that. It's just the way the education system has, uh, I guess, really transformed into. So, um, but what they've done over the last year, and uh, you know. Certainly, with the vote last week, 95% of the membership showing up, and with you know nearly 70% of them uh, supporting the select uh, definition and what the playoff format is, uh, certainly speaks volumes as to um, how they want to see things going forward as of right now. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, like you said, almost 70% voting that way. It's it's tough to argue with that. You know, for me, there's some individual cases. There's no perfect solution to this. I mean, you're looking at talking about schools like Northwood and, and Huntington. I feel like they maybe uh, are kind of on the wrong end of that definition. Uh, I know I know Northwood has been very outspoken, um, their principal very outspoken against it there. But it, it is such a tough way. There's no perfect solution to this. Um, I was curious to get your thoughts on a school like Northwood or Huntington that I guess meets that definition, but, you know, we're not really that definition for them doesn't necessarily apply to, to football or athletics. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really a slippery slope and that, you know, it doesn't just affect them. It affects a lot of schools around the state. Um, but, you know, then again, uh, when the private schools were uh, pretty much voted out 10 years ago, uh, they didn't really have a much of a say so over that either. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, well, you know, 1As are having to play 2As and 4As are having to play 5As. Mm. Select schools are having to do it for 10 years um, and with the 3 and 4As uh, combined together. So, you know, whatever you do, you're never going to make anybody happy. Uh, doesn't matter if you bring everybody back together or keep them split. Somebody's not going to like it. Uh, but like I said, moving forward, I think the format that we have now is, is the most beneficial for the student athletes. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, the January convention comes up. You, they always have proposals. So we'll see if somebody has a has a good idea on how to proceed. And Coach uh, Coach Harper, did you have anything to add before we move on on the split uh, situation? No, I, I think I think that uh, he's right. And we talked about it last week. Right. Uh, the ones that benefit the most from it are the kids. So I was all for it. The only thing that you know has always been an issue is when you have. Um, schools like when i was at loyola we we were small and we were playing u lab in the playoffs and so that 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 didn't really make for a very competitive uh playoff deal but at the same time it, it made sense uh how they were trying to break it up so either way you're going to have somebody on the outside looking in wishing it worked better for them but i think this is probably the uh the best solution moving forward yeah and again i mean we go back to it almost 70 percent of, of representing schools there voted for it so it's just tough to argue with that number um, that's that's a that's a big majority there. Um, we talked about our games that we picked last week. I, I guess since we do have Hunter here, we got to start Oak Grove and Haynesville. Um, I, I was I was all on the tours on this game. I gave you Oak Grove, Coach. Um, it did not mm -hmm. go the Golden Tornadoes' way. Um, I guess we'll start with Coach Harper. Um, tough game for Haynesville, but you know, obviously they're going to have another shot here as we go down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with Haynesville. They're they're good. They're, they got some really, really good talent, and they're well-coached, and uh, it's not a place that you want to travel and play on a Friday night, especially when you're getting close to the playoffs and, and then in the playoffs. And so uh, I, I'm sure Coach Franklin and his staff uh, learned from it and, and probably had some things that could 
uh, could have gone their way. And, and a lot of times the score doesn't reflect really how the game's played. I haven't really been able to see, um, you know, anything about it other than the fact that, that uh, Oak Grove won the game. So uh, either way, man, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a season game and I think it was week six and uh, anything could happen, especially, I believe the game was played at Oak Grove. Yep. So it's not an easy place to play. And I guarantee you Oak Grove doesn't want to have to travel to Haynesville and play there on a Friday night. So, uh, in the end, they'll learn from it and they'll bounce back, and uh, it'll only make them better. I don't, I don't, I don't see uh, any time where Haynesville uh, falls off the wagon because they lose a Week Six game on the road against a really quality opponent. I mean, defending state champs. Yeah, and Hunter, they came out first play, they scored. Uh, talk to me about your tornado. Yeah, I mean, certainly what Coach said. I mean, just that's a tough matchup. Week six, you're in between district games. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, Hainesville has been – they've been down the last couple of years, which crazy to say, Hainesville right. down. Uh, you, you hardly ever hear that. But, um, you know, I think there were two block punts in that, uh, in that game, uh, and I think that's when it really started to kind of get out of hand. So it almost seemed like Hainesville and O'Grover at at each other's throat right there for a few minutes, and then Hainesville just had a couple of uh, errors, and uh, I think he got the best of them. But you know, I always I think it's funny. I think the final score was like sixty-one to twenty-seven or something like that. I don't know if the those two have scored that many points in their last seven matchups against each other. That it's usually a traditional Smash Mouth football game. <laughs> it was. To see Oak Grove sixty points, it just was crazy. But uh, but yeah, no no doubt. I I think it's um, I think it's good for Hainesville. Uh, I I think they know what you know where they have to compete at what level they have to compete. I mean, give Oak Grove the props they deserve. I mean, they're defending state champion. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I think Hainesville bounces back. Uh, they're I think they're top two or three in the power ratings right now. So um, you know, if they can just continue, they they still got some tough games ahead of them as well, especially with Homer at the end of the year. Uh, so heads up to Hainesville. They'll, they'll be okay. And uh, who knows, you might see Hainesville and Oak Grove again in the playoffs here soon. Certainly love to see that. Um, and, yeah, I, the, the block punts uh, game kind of just got out of control there um, down that stretch. But, <clears throat> excuse me, Hainesville was going blow for blow with them at the beginning. So, yeah, that would be a great matchup. Um, obviously, the biggest surprise uh, locally and really kind of around the state, I would assume, would be, you know, Captain Shreve. They also scored 60 over Airline, a, a school record of points, which was hard for me to believe that, 60 points was the record. Um, we'll talk to Coach about it too, but but um, I, I did want to start with you, Hunter. Uh, kind of more of an outside perspective uh, from a statewide perspective. How, how surprising was this Shreve win? And are people around the state maybe kind of looking at the Gators now and thinking like, okay, they, uh, they might have something going here? Well, me being from Northwest Louisiana was not a shock to me at all, just because that's how tough that District 15A is. Um, around the state, I think it was shocking just because airline was undefeated. Um, but, and that's the thing about coach Kirby and, and captain Shreve is, you know, they tend to fly under the radar. They had an early season loss to Calvary. So it seemed like a lot of people not really written them off, but, you know, just kind of forgot about captain Shreve and, and look at them now. I mean, they, they performed really well, uh, uh, last week. They've got a really good running back in Jamarlin Otis. He's top five in the state in rushing yards. So they got a lot of weapons. And nothing against airline. They've got a lot of weapons, too. Uh, that, I think, and, you know, Coach Harper, he may can uh, testify to this, but, I mean, District 15A, week in, week out, it's no slouch. I mean, it's one of the toughest diggers, districts, I think, in Louisiana. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it 
it wasn't really shocking, um, but it was shocking to see that Captain Shree put up 60 points uh, in, in a tight game. Like I would thought it would be a tight game. So, And, Coach, you get to see the Gators um, here on Friday night, man. Um, I guess talk to me about your, your opinions on that game. And, and I guess, you know, obviously you were taking them seriously before, but now, you know, uh, the game prep as you get ready to face them now. Well, we have the film from from that game, and so uh, that you know, airline made mistakes, which they haven't done yet. You know, this year, they've been um, you know so good in all all three phases of the game, and uh, you know, it, it was interesting. Coach Goggin just had you know a really good game plan against us, and and, and they, they have it rolling, and then they come out, man, and and he's got he's dialing up some trick plays, and and they didn't they didn't really hit, and a, you know, a couple of them. Um, you know, we turned into big plays for Shreve. And so uh, that that's very uncharacteristic of, of airline. And, and at the same time, uh, Captain Shreve, uh, you know, they had, they had the Beaner kid in there at QB with Savage out with an injury. And uh, it really looked like it, I mean, on film and, and look, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making a, a comment on coaching here. I scheme. I'm not doing that. So I want to make sure anybody that listens to this podcast knows I am not making a statement about scheme coaching game plan um but it looked like airline was prepared more to defend the pass uh, there's certain things that 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 shreve was doing offensively uh with motion in the back out and, and then some of the coverage was kind of rolling to the back and they were running quarterback run game off of it uh and those are those are indicative of you know you know they're playing coverage to keep everybody in front and make sure that they're 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 sound in that and um you know the beaner kid made them pay for that so I think he had four rushing touchdowns yeah. on the night, and, um, and and had a big big night running the, running the ball. Then the Otis kid is, to me, uh, him and uh, Manning are the two the the Benton running back are the two best running backs in in our district right now. Just uh, they just getting after it, and so um, a very very impressive win for Shreve. And uh, at the same time, uh, I, I don't think that that game is um, going to define what Airline's going to be the rest of the year. I know that they're going to learn from it because that game's real close. Uh, you know, if there's not a couple of things that go Shreve's way. So um, hats off to Shreve. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens moving forward when it comes down to, uh, you know, playoffs and, and all that kind of stuff with that with that type of uh, game happening week six. And that's a great point, uh, Coach, you make there, because when they had Savage in, this uh, success that they've had over the past couple of weeks, it was throwing the ball, I and mean, that's what they were doing. But uh, Courtney Beaner gives them a different look, and they started with Beaner to begin the year. He had a rough go at Calvary. They put Savage in. They were going back and forth. But, yeah, I mean, obviously you have two quarterbacks that do different things very well, and, and it worked for him uh, having the, the running style um, against airlines. So, look, good on Coach Kirby, good on that Shreve team. You know, they're so talented. We, we, we hear it. You know, we, we heard in our countdown the Friday football fever, fast, physical, fearless. They, they did it. I mean, that's exactly the kind of stuff that Coach Kirby was saying in the beginning of the year, and you see it play out here. So, Shreve at you guys, Natchitoches Central this week, airline at Houghton on a Thursday night. That is always fun when those two uh, teams meet. I won't give the whole speech about my – homecoming senior year airline we won on the last second field goal anyways um <laughs> it was a good time um uh, big game this week our game of the week evangel we saw him look good against northwood again evangel north DeSoto. i want to get both of your opinions on this i guess we'll start with coach because i can see your camera right now well uh this is a great matchup and it happens to be uh probably i mean this i, I believe this is the you know really for for the district championship i know northwood's going to come in and say uh ah, wait not so fast, but, um, you know, this game is definitely going to uh, pave the way for who's going to win district. It's huge. Uh, 
you know, North Dakota sound and they're good in all three phases of the game. But so's Evangel and Evangel's hot right now and they got it rolling. And remember now, we've been saying this for the last four years about Evangel. These kids have been starting since they were freshmen. The majority of them have been playing since they were freshmen, building to this point. Uh, and they are, uh, they're, they're not going to want to drop this one. I know this is a really big game for them. Uh, and North Dakota's got it rolling. So, um, I, I don't even really know how to pick this one just because I, I've seen both teams and both teams are um, really good. And so uh, it's, is it being played at Evangel or is it being played at North Dakota? Which one, where is it being played? It is at Evangel. So we will be at, uh, man, you got the turf, you got yeah. the new uniforms, yeah. you got, you got the, you know, you got the scoreboard, it, it, you know, the, the big old jumbotron. Oh man, that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun game, oh, yeah. fun game to watch for sure. And Hunter, for you, I know uh, locally we've talked about Evangel. They're kind of this moment that they've been waiting for with all those kids have been starting since freshman. But, you know, watching North DeSoto, I, I've been using kind of their streams of their games. I've been getting that up top angle. I mean, they just – their offense is so powerful. I, I guess uh, what do you see from this, Hunter? Yeah, so, you know, I was actually talking to <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I was talking to Coach Dunn today, and, uh, you know, he said this is the team that Evangel's been waiting on. Uh, you know, most of these kids have been, uh, well, a lot of them probably been starting since they were freshmen. You know, they had a rough couple of years. And, uh, uh, but anyways, you know, they have two losses against really, two really good teams in the state. Probably should have beat Neville uh, earlier in the season. Uh, a good defensive front. Offensively, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, you know, and I was looking through the, uh, my statewide stats while coach was talking and, uh, it, it's, it's pretty obvious that this is going to be an offensive battle. Uh, you know, two quarterbacks in the top 15, uh, in passing in, uh, uh Peyton Fulgham and, and, um, uh, Luke Delafield and then receiving, you've got, you know, uh, Parker Fulgham who's leading the state, but then you've also got a couple of North DeSoto receivers as well. Um, just goes to show you how much talent is going to be on that field Friday night. Uh, you know, North DeSoto's had their numbers last, the last few years. Dennis Dunn, who was, you know, one of the architects of putting together those great mm -hmm. evangel teams over the over those years, the national championship teams and state championship teams. Uh, he, he knows how to build a program, and he knows how to sustain a program, and that's what he's doing in North DeSoto right now. Uh, I, I did ask him. Uh, I said, does it ever feel weird uh, going back to a place that you helped build? And, you know, uh, you know, coach, he was really, I, I liked what he had to say in, in that, uh, you know, he has all nothing but great memories there and he was part of something special and he'll never forget that. But, you know, he has to set that aside when they go to battle Friday night. Uh, Cause like coach said, this is probably for the district championship. Uh, if, if, you know, if things don't work out in Northwood's favor, but uh it's definitely going to be a battle, and um, it, it's going to be great to see uh, the best of uh, uh, Dennis Dunn against Denny Durr on Friday night. Yeah, uh, it's so fun. Um, we're really looking forward to this one. I mean, two basically district championships in back-to-back -back weeks uh, in our games of the week, or at least two battles for first place would have been a better way to put that. Um, there's a game on the schedule. Before we kind of just move on to some more general questions for Hunter, there's a game on the schedule this week that if we didn't have a game of the magnitude of North DeSoto and Evangel, I would love to make it our game of the week because these matchups are always fun. Hunter, we'll start with you. The Magnolia School of Excellence versus Plain Dealing. Somebody's getting their first win Friday night. Yeah, poor plane dealing. You know, um, I, I was talking to Coach Franklin at Hainesville the other uh, two weeks ago before they played plane dealing, 
And, uh, you know, I think they had 15 kids that were going to be on the sidelines and two or three of them were from the seventh and eighth grade levels. Uh, you know, it, it's so you have to give those kids props, though, because to mm -hmm. be able to go through a whole season, 15, 16 kids at a time and just fight through every game, whether you win or lose. I mean, that's just props to them uh, and then having to go up, you know, in a tough, tough 1-1-A district that includes Hainesville, Homer, Arcadia, Glenbrook. I mean, just week in and week out, it's it's very tough. But, um, you know, uh, it, it, you hate to, to pick a winner because you want somebody to get their first win. Right. But uh, it would be really special, I think, for Plain Dillon just because of the situation they're in and, and the lack of participation uh, and, and what Coach Walker's trying to do over there and, and sustain a program that, you know, really is a traditional program that they've had some success in the past. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's interesting to see. I think it's at Plain Dillon if I'm looking at my schedule right. So yeah. maybe Plain Dillon can get their first win of the season. It would be great for them. And, Coach, uh, your, your opinions on that game. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the Kim Anderson game of the week. My wife going to shoot that one. So, uh, Coach, what do you see, man? I, I kind of agree <laughs> with Hunter on plain dealing. Uh, but love it for those kids. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with, uh, with just the fact that they're out there doing it with, uh, you know, 7th and 8th graders on the sidelines against, you know, 16, 17, 8-year-olds, 18-year-olds. I mean, that's, that's impressive, number one. Number two, uh, people don't understand how hard it is to practice when you only have 15 kids. Uh, you can't simulate a scout team. You have to half-line everything. Um, you got to be very careful about your contact in practice. Uh, when you sit down and you break down film, you know, uh, we're breaking down film with 120 dudes in, a, uh, in our ready room, and, and they, they've got 15. And I'm, I'm just, you know, hats off to them. I'm impressed. I hope that they can pull it out. Um, and the same thing with Magnolia. I mean, they, they've, been, they've been on people's schedule and, and, and just getting whipped but still showing up and competing yeah. every week. And so yep. – Either way, man, I, I, I don't I don't have I don't have a team that I feel like's better than the other. I, I feel like it's just gonna come down to who wants it more on Friday night. Both of them fight for the first win. Uh, and whoever wins, I'm gonna be excited for either team. Yeah, it reminds me of a few years ago we had a Griffins game. It was uh, Booker T and um, Woodlawn and neither had had won a game going into it. Um, and and I, it was BTW that ended up winning it. And I mean just the emotion um, from that team after the game just just finally you know getting in the win column really is special it's something you know it's high school sports at its finest that that raw emotion coming together getting these kids to believe in that one goal and and achieving it it really is awesome so I'm looking forward to that game I mean I know that it's not you know the big time matchups that we talk about here but again it's just so fun and, and I'm happy that one of these teams will get to experience uh, that that winning feeling um, not a lot of huge huge games uh, to talk about but I did want to get into some general questions with Hunter um, just about go preps and and kind of I guess maybe your operation um, I don't know how much we talked about this last year my memory is not great but uh, how many people do you have working for you and and how does how does your operation kind of work on a day-to-day -day basis of not just covering northwest Louisiana but the entire state of Louisiana yeah well uh, you're you're looking at him <laughs> this is the only person uh, it's uh, it's a labor of love you know we like I said when we started out four years ago um, you know the ultimate goal was just to serve the student athletes of the state and and you know be able to inform everybody there wasn't really that one central hub that you could go and get power ratings and get schedules and look at you know stats or whatever you had to go to this website or go to that website um, so you know I think with the progress that we've made over the the last four years I, it's it's been 
eye-opening to me really just the support that we've gotten um and you know through partnerships that we've made um especially with the lhsaa and you know we'll be able to take their uh uh we'll be in charge of their championship events as far as photography this year uh that just goes to show you how much we've grown um but yeah you know on a friday night sitting here gathering scores and and upload them into the uh, the database and and churning out those power ratings yeah, you're looking at him. This is the sole guy. My wife, she sits down and she'll help me too. She'll call teams and and uh, and things like that to get results. But uh, you know, we we have people around the state that help us, uh, especially on Friday nights. They'll call in and you know they'll call around and uh, they'll scroll uh, social media for us and stuff. But as far as full time, uh, yeah, it's just it's just me. But uh, but like I said, I love it. It's my full-time job. This is what I do day in and day out. That's so awesome. being able to get to talk to the coaches and get to talk to student athletes um, and, and tell their stories, that's that's the main thing. And, uh, you know, we did a player of the week for football today, defense, defensive player of the week. And uh, it was for a kid at the Jefferson Rise Charter down there around in the New Orleans area. And he was just ecstatic. His coach was ecstatic because they don't really get that kind of coverage. Um, and no, no fault of the media down there it's just so many schools uh but to be able to recognize those kind of you know those those kids and and to give them that kind of publicity uh it's really special but but yeah man you're looking at him the sole guy this is it right here so blame (laughs) blame me if uh for all your power rating inquiries (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about off air uh you know sometimes it just happens that way i mean you know we're we only service uh, just one little corner of the state and it's impossible to to get everywhere to to you know highlight every single guy um right. you know we we send a camera out and it's you know this camera's going to th- maybe three games in a night so we're talking about you're maybe getting a quarter of action from each game and and right. whatever happens in that quarter that's what we show um yeah we'd love to have access to you know the full four and show you the 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 play that won it at the end but it's just not always Absolutely. possible so um, I know that that's a, uh, I think that's something that everyone covering high school football in any part of the country faces. Um, for you, when you started this thing, I mean, geez, I, I can't imagine you thought it would, it would grow maybe at the pace that it did. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, last month we, we had a, a million views and I think the last two weeks we've, we've hit, um, 40,000 views in, in two or three nights. So, uh, you know, and that's, um, it's just crazy because the first year we were maybe getting a you know a couple thousand views uh of course we kind of started right before football so we didn't have much uh, a lot of time to promote it uh but just the traffic and and you know the funny thing is alex is we have done a lot of this just kind of grassroots we've we haven't really done a lot of advertising it's it's all been word of mouth of course once you know once it gets out and in the high school community uh, it it really does blow up because you know the parents and the coaches and and the student athletes care and uh, they they want to see where they're where they're ranked at or you know what their stats are and things like that but uh you know we're we're not done growing i, I hope you know within the next you know 2 to 3 years we've we've got a couple people on staff full time and uh we're able to maybe do some live streaming and things like that so we really we're we're, we're still in the baby stages we're still yeah. trying to grow this thing and i think that's what uh i forget a lot of times and i have to kind of bring myself back down to earth is hey you're only in year 4 baby steps uh, let let's let's keep it simple um but you know, one thing we've been really proud of is 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 certainly our power ratings coverage, and 
you know, you can maybe ask Coach Harper about all that. But, uh, you know, I feel like we do a really good job of trying to, you know, keep um, keep people up to date and be accurate. Uh, we, we work with LHSA well, and uh, we consult with them a lot uh, regarding power ratings and things like that. So we try to have a good working relationship with them uh, in trying to get people informed of where their teams may be come postseason. So it's been a journey so far. We're not done yet. Uh, a lot more, uh, a lot more still to come. Uh, we're just trying to uh, trying to get there very slowly. <laughs> very slowly and successfully yeah i i feel that i think everyone has has a passion like that is is guilty of, of getting a little ahead of yourself and, and thinking you know maybe too big i mean i do it every friday night i'm trying to fit you know 30 games into an hour but also have a guest yeah. and also do top plays and then i look at the clock and i'm like okay i'm five minutes over here we go so um <laughs> it's just the way it goes coach i, I know you guys uh, in the coaching community i know you're probably checking those power ratings all the time yeah, I mean, it, in fact, it's the first place that we go to. Uh, we're we're not really getting a ton of information from the LHSA, so you got to gather your own intel and kind of look at their schedule and look at the win loss record of so many different people to be able to have a, an idea of what uh, what your your power rating is going to be. But I think the question that I I, I think most people uh, would probably benefit the most from just from you, Hunter, is uh, what how do you come up like they i don't i know that coaches understand it but how to power what ratings work like uh you know walk us through how a a team gets a power rating that way they can understand the formula they can understand how schedules matter uh how they you know how play up points and how much you get for a win how much you get for a win against a you know a team with no wins versus a team that's got six wins so on and so forth uh maybe you can break that down for our people so that they have a better idea that they understand that you aren't the one that's putting them in these rankings. Uh, their schedule and their win-loss record is putting them in these rankings. No, absolutely. That's, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, you know, and that's the one thing I want to say before I even get started is uh, the power ratings, whether I put them out, whether the LHSA puts them out, whoever puts them out, uh, they are from a mathematical formula, and I'll I'll will describe it here in a minute. Uh, there is no uh, there is no human element. There are no opinions. Uh, I, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, um, but I'm not sitting here at at two o'clock in the morning and trying to figure out which team I want to put up against uh, another. Um, it's kind of funny. I have to share this story real quick. So, you know, I was uh, I was born and raised in Haynesville, and uh, of course, naturally, Homer is our our rival. And uh, you know, I started doing uh, the power ratings with Go Preps, and uh, I think there was one year it was before it was before Homer became what they are now. They were still struggling a little bit, um, so uh, I think maybe week eight or week nine of the football season, Haynesville is above them in the power ratings, and I get probably three or four emails from Homer people that week uh who knew who i was and who I, where i was from and they were wanting to know why i was putting haynesville in front of homer is it just because i was from haynesville and things like that so um no i follow a formula i promise you guys i promise no um so uh power ratings are different for every sport but i'll go through it uh with football since we're doing that right now so you know what what you do is uh, you know, say say we'll take Haynesville and Homer. So say Haynesville plays Homer. If Haynesville beats Homer, they'll get ten points for that win. If they if they lose to Homer, Homer would get the ten points. Then if there's any if you play 
well, now they changed it. It used to be classifications, but now it's divisions. So uh, if you play a team that's in a higher playoff division than you are, uh, you get two points for each division played up. So if Haynesville played uh, West Monroe, they would be two divisions up. So that would be four play-up points. You'd add that to the formula. Then you would take the opponent's wins. Then you divide it by the amount of games that that opponent has played. And then, because it used to be, I think it used to be just divided by 10, but now you do it by however many games that opponent has played. And then at the end, you multiply it by 10 and you get your power rating. And that's for each game. And then you take the average of each game, uh, the total of each game, and you average that. Uh, so it, it, and we have a, we have a, if you go onto our website and go to our football power ratings, there's a link there and it, it's called football power ratings 101. It describes to a T how to get the formula, how it works, da, 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 da. Um, but it really is simple. Once you sit down and, and just look it over and read, it's really not that hard to do. I mean, anybody could do it if they had a calculator. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what a lot of people, they, they see these uh, opinion polls and then they see the power ratings. I think they get a little mixed up and they think that the opinion polls are the power ratings and the power ratings are the opinion polls, and uh, which I can't blame them. There's like 45 polls out there. I'm one of them. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's really simple. And like I said, it's different for other sports, baseball, softball, basketball. They have different formulas as far as what's counted uh, and, and, you know, maybe multiplied by, but uh but yeah, no, that's basically it. There's some wrinkles that get thrown into it if there's a tie or a double forfeit, but we usually try to, you know, pray that we stay away from those because that'll keep you up for for a night or two trying to figure that out. It's funny. My next question yeah. was, why do you have Houghton so low? I guess I have to strike that out now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, why do you have such and such so low? And who do you know? But uh, no, and, and that's really what it is. You know, um, if you go and look at the power rating, you know, a lot of people say, well airline i mean captain shreve beat airline why is airline above captain shreve and it's like and i have to explain just because you beat that team you still have to factor in everybody else you've played up until that point it doesn't matter if you beat that team or not that's how the formula works it just means that maybe uh airline has played a much stronger schedule than captain shreve overall uh, and so I think that's what confuses a lot of the, the people that view the, the power ratings on the website. And, uh, and you know, we, we do it from week one to week 10. And, you know, a lot of people really don't start paying attention to it. Coaches do every week, I know, because I hear from them. But uh, a lot of people don't really look at them until about around this time, week six, week seven, because that's when it starts to take shape. Um, but it, it's funny. I mean, it's fun to see how it progresses from week one and how teams either improve or, or they maybe slide down, uh, week by week. So it really is, it's really cool to see, um, you know, how a team maybe strengthens their schedule by who they play. And, and you'll see a very different power ratings next year, as far as the reclassification goes, cause you'll have, uh, you know, teams that maybe were in one division, they'll be playing a division up or a division down. Uh, so that's just the ever-changing power rating situation here in Louisiana. Coach, I think I might have cut you off there. You got anything else for Hunter? No, I mean, I, he, he nailed it. But that's that's the thing, too, I think people have to understand is there is an art form to scheduling. And if you're a small school, like when I was at Red River, perfect example, we had Manny in our district. Well, Jess was really good about 
uh, scheduling 5A opponents. And uh, so if you look on our schedule last year, we had Halton week one and we had Parkway week two. Uh, so being a 2A team, we're playing, you know, you get to play up points, you're playing 5A teams. Regardless the outcome, of course you want to win. I'm grateful they'll want to play us because, uh, number one, you know, that, that was big for our, our uh, budget, but two, it was big for our playoff opportunities. Um, and, and so you, there is a, there is a, uh, a you know, a, a formula that goes into it. But if you're chasing a team like Manny that schedules nine games and uh, they also have, you know, two big 5A opponents on their schedule and a 4A opponent, uh, you know, we had to chase them down and we had to play all 10. We had two fives and a four. Uh, and they still were sitting right there at the top, um, you know, in, in the power ratings. And that's just that's just brilliant, to be honest with you. When you're at small school and, and you're good enough to go out and beat everybody in, 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 in any classification, but also schedule that well um, and so that you could stay at the top. And then to have the switch to where now 3A and 2A are combined going into the, uh, you know, into the playoffs that year, that was a big deal. Uh, it was a big deal when we look and all of a sudden in our power ratings, we got Pine and we've got, you know, uh, a meet and we've got, uh, we've got union parish and, and it's just like, what, what in the world is happening here? I was glad that we had those five, a schools and the four, a school on our schedule. Uh, so people don't understand that it's, it's not just wins and losses and it's not somebody's opinion. Um, you know, what go preps does is it gets, uh, gets everybody a head start on what the schedule, what the playoffs are going to look like. And I've been impressed Hunter because, uh, last year, I don't even think that you had one game wrong just in our bracket, like you nailed it. So um, it, it's impressive what you do. And as coaches uh, and just fans in general of high school football, we are grateful for uh, what you do and the platform that you have and uh, how you spotlight uh, schools and student athletes from, you know, all over the country, uh, all over the state. It's a, it's great. It makes a big deal about what's going on and it makes it fun for the kids and uh, makes it easy for us coaches. Yeah. I echo yeah, that. No, yeah. Go ahead, Hunter. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that, no, I appreciate it, Coach. And, uh, you know, like I said, it wouldn't be possible without the coaches and the student-athletes and their support. And, uh, uh, again, I did want to reiterate that, you know, prior to this year, play-up points were based on classifications, and now they're based on divisions. So I think as far as how the divisions are sorted out, I think you're going to see much more level uh, mm -hmm. power ratings in those respective divisions uh, you won't see maybe a 4a school getting a, a lot of points uh, when they're probably in the same division as those uh, schools you know maybe same 5a or 4a schools so uh, I think you're going to see the power is much level much more level this year and uh, I think you're going to get even better playoffs than last year I, I really do well that's um, very exciting like I like I said I echo what coach said there Hunter uh, it the work you do is really amazing and it's such a help to so many people across the state tv guys coaches players parents uh, everybody uh, it's it's a website that's bookmarked on my computer i can promise you that i i reference it often um i did want to ask you one last thing before we let you go coach and i'll do some picks after you go um uh, some teams maybe like we know our airlines and shrebs and north DeSotos and stuff but maybe some teams that we should look out for now as we're getting closer to playoffs past the halfway point of the year Yeah, you know, certainly if you go there and, and look at the power ratings, uh, you'll see all the uh, the uh, traditional schools. You have your Rustins and your Nevilles and your Zacharies and your John Curtises and, and Sterlingtons and uh, your Kentwoods and, and things like that. But um, I was trying to pull up the um, 
the list I put out today of undefeated teams because there's a lot of teams on there that you might look at and go, mm, I don't know, how are they still undefeated? <laughs> but they've really, they've got really good teams. I mean, you look at uh, teams like Darbon Woods, who's who's undefeated right now. They play, they're going to play against Loyola Prep. I think that's going to be a good game this week. Um, but uh, you know, you uh, St. Mary's uh, down in Natchitoches. Yep. They uh, they always t- they're always one of those teams that tend to fly under the radar as well, but they're a really good one A team. Uh, and then Karen Crow uh, won the state championship a couple years back. I think they're going to have a team on that select side to challenge the uh, the John Curtises and the Brother Martins and of the world and the Holy Crosses. Um, you know, Washtenaw Christian is certainly a, a team that you have to look forward to to seeing, maybe not in the Superdome, but in the Final Four. Uh, but then you, you you just continue to look at that list. You got Bunky, you got East St. John, Pine, you've got North Lake Christian. Uh, these you know these are some teams that you're probably going to be seeing uh, from the quarterfinals on uh, come November. Even you know you you got defending state champions in in St. Charles. I think Rustin's going to maybe get back to the Superdome this year. They've got a really good team. Um, so. It really is broad this year as far as, you know, who may be contenders and who's going to uh, make a strong run at the Superdome. And that's what I really like about this new playoff format is it gives everybody that opportunity uh, without hindering and watering down the playoff format. So uh, and then, you know, certainly the the Edna cars of the world who are are trying to get back to the Superdome as well. Um, But, yeah, certainly those teams that I named. A couple of those you probably are like never even heard of them before, but I promise you you're going to remember their names uh, towards the end of the postseason. In uh, some of them might be holding up a, a trophy in the Superdome. Uh, just it just goes to show you how much how talented Louisiana is and how the how great our student athletes in the state are. And I you know I would put our student athletes up against anybody any other state in this country. Uh, I really do think we have some of the best student athletes uh, out there. I say it all the time, even in Northwest Louisiana alone, you watch NFL on Sunday, strong chance you're going to see a guy just from Northwest Louisiana, much less in the entire state. You're definitely going to see a Louisiana native. And yeah, totally, totally agree with you there. Coach, if you don't have anything else uh, for Hunter, we'll go ahead and cut him loose and get to our picks. No, I don't appreciate you, Hunter. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Of course. Thank you. And hey, uh, I'm going to make a, we need to make a deal here before a year passes and we have you on again. Let's get you in studio. Let's get you co-hosting an episode of the fever, man. Sounds great. Just let me know when. Yeah, we'll make it work out, man. Uh, Hunter Bauer, <laughs> gopreps.com. If you haven't checked it out, I'm, I would be surprised if you're listening to the show and you haven't checked out go preps, but if you haven't go check it out, Hunter, thanks again. You are the best. Love having you on the show, man. Thanks guys. Y'all have a good one. You too, man. All right, coach. I got a, uh, man, I got to, uh, I got some ground to make up here. I don't know what I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I get. Uh, you, you, you'll be fine. I think we might, uh, think might already be over. Um, okay. So we got some games. Um, obviously we start, we start North DeSoto and Evangel. Um, I, I would like North DeSoto in this game. Well, I, I don't disagree with that pick. Um, man, they're good. They're really good. Delafield's good. Cole Corey out there. Uh, as one of his receivers is, you know, one of the best in the state. Um, you know, they, they've they they're playing for something. They were in the dome last year. They were so close to winning it all. Um, in in this game is one of those games that that they are going to uh, be fired up for. But so so is Evangel, and it's at home. Uh, and so I, I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, uh, you know, n- not so much that that it's it's my pick. It's because uh, 
you know, I, I would love to see, I'd love to see Evangel, yeah. um, you know, just, just get it rolling and, 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 and get that big win over North of Soda. I know that it's a, you know, you got your former coach and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, man, uh, that, that Evangel crew, they've been playing, most of those guys have been starting for four years and that's one that they want. So, um, I'll take the Eagles, uh, in that game. Yeah, um, I, the, may, for me with the Griffins, I, I think it's because I've been cutting all these highlights on, on these uh, streams and seeing the above angle and, and watching how just how dominant they've been. And it's all three phases. It's not just the offense. They're doing it every way. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with you with this Evangel squad. You know, I went out. I did their countdown story. I love these kids. They are just so down to earth and just great kids. I mean, you think of a guy like Gabe Relaford. He's a bona fide superstar out there. He was he was as sweet as could be. He was just, just humble kid. Uh, very thankful to even be getting interviewed. And yeah, I, I, I love both these teams. Um, I, I, it's so nice to just have Evangel back in that conversation. Um, and yeah. yeah, I think this is going to be a ton of fun. And I'm going Griffins, and I'm hoping that Coach Dunn can uh, give me some much needed points here. Um, okay, I know what I'm going to do for the third game, but I'm looking through the list for the second game, and I'm and I'm. I don't want to. I want to branch out from 15A. I was thinking Parkway Bird, but I, I want to branch out. Um, what about Loyola and Darbon Woods? Loyola taking on unbeaten Darbon Woods. The Flyers playing a lot better with Bryce Carpenter under center. Um, I, what do you think there? I'll give you. The, I'll give you a first pick. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal, man. I love the Flyers. I know. Right. I mean, that's what. That's where I cut my teeth coaching, and I. I'm loyal to that kind of stuff to a fault. Yep. Um, you know, I, I didn't play for Coach Green. I know him. He's he, he's he's a great, great coach, a great yes. man. He's always always been uh, very, very kind to me. So, um, you know, I, I do know that Darbone Woods is good. Uh, and, and Loyola is uh, really good at on defense. I'm telling you, man. I mean, he knows how to coach. Uh, and, and, you know, Bryce is playing well. Um, you know, they've got Patrick Gosley, who he's probably one, one of the kids that you don't hear enough about. That kid can play, plays offense, plays defense. Uh, I mean, he's, he's the real deal. Um, I, I, I don't know enough to, to say Darbone Woods is, is, is better. And so I'm going to go with the Flyers. Give me the Timberwolves then. Kind of, I'm, I'm playing strategy. You're feeling here. good about that one because they're undefeated. But, I'm playing strategy uh, here. I knew, I knew you yeah, would pick Loyola, so I'm give, I gave you that one. Yeah, I took, I'm trying my best here, man. You got to do what you got to do. Um, finally, come on, man. Magnolia, plain dealing. For, I'll give it to you first. Pick who you got. Get, get, give me, give me the Mariners. I'll take. Magnolia. There we go. Okay, you take the Mariners. I got the Lions. Let's go, PD. Not Patrick Dennis. He's back there to my to my uh, left. I felt him move when I said his initials there. Um, yeah, he he's he's our number one listener of the podcast. He listens every he listens live. He gets the exclusive uh, exclusive uh, audio. I don't think he has an IFB in, so he only hears me. But anyways, um, so yeah, all right. So there we go. We've got our three picks in. We actually did them on air this time. Um, man, I, I tell you, we talked. This was almost an hour episode. Uh, definitely our longest of the year. But it's that time of year, right? We're getting right here to the nitty gritty. Playoffs are starting to take shape. Um, weather's feeling better. Hockey season started tonight. Oh, yeah. Nothing better than this time of year, Coach. And especially, I would assume, in the coaching lifestyle, this has just got to be, like, just as good as Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is my favorite, but the fall is the best time of the year. October, you've got everything. I mean, yep. you've got playoff baseball. You've got uh, preseason basketball, which I don't watch basketball until after yeah. Christmas anyways. Right. Uh, you've got college football. You know, you've got, you've got NFL. 
you've got high school football. I mean, it's, you know, it's the best time of the year. So, uh, yeah, man, I love it when the weather starts to change and it gets chilly at night. You got to oh. pack a jacket. Uh, I love the I love the crisp, cool mornings. Um, you know, the, I, I love seeing the, the you know, the leaves change and uh, the wind blowing a little bit. I love those country road drives down to Natchitoches. When I was driving down, to, you know, Red River, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so it's best time of the year, man. No question. And uh, here's well, not tonight. They're not playing tonight, but uh, starting starting next week, we'll, I'll have, have I will strong arm my director to have the uh, Buffalo Sabres games in the monitor there. So I'll be reacting during our show. We'll have we'll be back to that again. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I got nothing else. That was a jam packed episode again. GoPreps.com for our listeners for uh, Hunter's website. It really is awesome if you haven't seen it already. Uh, Coach, you're the man. We're wishing you the best of luck. Uh, we have, we'll have our Northwestern State crew uh, shooting that game down in Turpin Stadium for you Friday night. Man, I appreciate it. And I, I look, uh, I got to see you a little bit there at the Parkway game for homecoming uh, when I was with my daughter. But I made it for one drive of the game. <laughs> one drive. Yeah. Um, and and it, I pulled in and we scored. And then they drove the field and scored. And we had that last that last drive right there um and so yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't get to uh enjoy too much of our game but uh appreciate you uh you know making a big deal about um you know seeing my daughter's homecoming yeah. and all that kind of stuff it was fun man it's my my last kid at home we're gonna be empty nesters so trying right. to soak it up was while i can well and that's why i wanted to do it i think this is that stuff like that is what makes this this sport so special it, that human element you know uh we talk about all you guys on TV and, you, 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 you know, we talk about your teams and everything, but there's a lot more than that. And we like to showcase that the best we mm -hmm. can. So we, I do appreciate you allowing us to do that, you know, letting us kind of in there, um, giving us that peek behind the curtain there. It's really, really cool stuff. And again, congratulations to your daughter. And I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, the only the only part of my plan that didn't work out is we just didn't have I could not keep my photographer there long enough to get you getting out of the truck. I really wanted that shot of you like getting out of the truck, getting the shirt tucked in, running in. The <laughs> but it was just I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you didn't get it because I mean, I got, you know, down to next to nothing out there in the parking lot uh just to get just to get the coach's gear on i had to get the suit off and all that and it was yep. i mean it it took a second but uh you know you know wasn't gonna miss that told and told jess up front and i yeah. my kids uh they mean everything to me so i i, I wanted her to know you know she sacrifices a lot and right it's the one thing coaches that's one thing coaches do is they coach everybody else's kids they're around everybody else's kids so much and sometimes our kids get neglected and i i, I I wasn't going to allow that at this point in time with my daughter being a senior. So, um, you know, thank you for, uh, uh, you know, coming and getting a picture and all that kind of stuff. It was cool. And, and, uh, you know, I know other coaches do the same thing. So yeah, uh, I'm, just, I'm just one, one of many that, that have sacrificed a little bit for their kids. No, loved it. It was great to see Eli. Uh, love, love you guys. It was so nice to be able to get a quick little, Hey, what's up, especially on a Friday night when we're all so busy. So, um, yes, coach. sir. You're the man. We'll see you next week. All right, brother. We'll see you Friday night. And uh, to all of our listeners out there, thanks as always for hanging out with us. Enjoy your week of high school football. We'll see you right back here on the Three Fever Point After podcast.